Hello listeners, today we're going to be talking about a conversation that I think is very important, not only for our current times, but for future generations as well. This conversation is going to be focused on environmental aspects as well as health aspects. And just so y'all know, we're going to be talking about plastic water bottles. Plastic water bottles are something that I mean, I can't even complain about them a whole lot because they're so convenient. Um, they're generally pretty cheap. And, you know, a case of water can go a long way. And that's something I want to talk about today is just the convenience of them, um, who takes part in it, the consumership of them. And I would really like to focus on one stakeholder specifically. And it's more of a group, I should say. It's going to be the big corporations And these corporations are the ones that are mass producing these on such a large scale, these uh, plastic water bottles. And these are going to be Nestle, PepsiCo, Coca-Cola, which are actually also known as the top plastic polluters. Um, I know most of us actually know them for producing soft drinks. So it's kind of surprising if you're not very educated on the topic um, or if you just have never really taken notice that they also are one of the largest providers of plastic water bottles. That's actually their um, second largest income behind soft drinks, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, But yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today, and I hope you enjoy. I'm going to be presenting it with a little bit of fact um, and not a lot of bias so that you can draw your own opinion and do your own research and just figure out how you feel about it. So enjoy! So like I previously said, today we're going to be talking about probably one of the most important stakeholders in the issue of plastic water bottles, um, their effects on the environment, and on our health that not many people are aware of. Now, a stakeholder um, is going to be big corporations, as I also previously mentioned. Um, these corporations are really, really large, uh, multi-billion dollar uh, industries. You know, like we hear about them all the time. They're part of our everyday routine. I, I know most of us by soft drinks and plastic water bottles and, you know, other, you know, Nestle, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo products. And some stuff would actually surprise you they produce. Um, When I was doing my research, I realized there was a lot that they put on the market that I didn't even know I consumed myself. Um, Now, these three, the big three, are actually known as the top plastic polluters. Um, I did some research on their website and got a direct quote that um, whenever they market their water um we we do know it's convenient and it quote convenient resealable bottle made with 100 percent recycled plastic to inspire people to recycle and help reduce waste for a brighter future end, end quote um i honestly think the water bottle companies have heard our voices um as as many of us know the plastic water bottles have been around for about 70 years, and it's been an ongoing issue. Um, the The waste quickly built up, and we quickly saw the effects, and a lot of it ends up in landfills and oceans, and a lot of people have had a lot of movement, movement with this and tried to use their voice to combat it, and that's when we started seeing a lot of action on the big three on their end with creating, you know, 
recyclable plastic and little notes like please recycle, which is really great. <laughs> but, um, you know, it just doesn't do quite enough. Like we appreciate their action and understanding, but it's just not really cutting it. So I would also like to go into the fact that um, I do think there is stasis, meaning common ground between us as a consumer and these big three companies. I don't think there's any need to just completely drag them. (laughs) Um, You know, there's a need for commodity being water and we know it's clean and purified. Um, Some even have added minerals and nutrients, which is really, really great. And so, you know, we consume these, we purchase them, and then we get, we reap the benefit by having them. They're very convenient. And I think most of us use them every day. So it's not really, you know, completely negative. And then, you know, when you first look at it, and I think that's a common ground that we have together between us as the consumer and these big three companies. Where the issue, where the underlying issue begins um, is the fact that there have been many research studies performed on these plastic water bottles, all the way spanning from health effects that are pretty detrimental um, to environmental effects and, you know, things like the aquifer where they're drawing this water from. Is it ethically correct? Um, How is it affecting the people in the towns that, you know, the aquifer is located at? And what are they doing to compensate these towns? There's just a lot of stuff that goes into it that not a lot of people are aware of and you know it's I think it's kind of the fact that ignorance is bliss like we as a consumer receive this product we're not really worried where it comes from it's the fact that we're able to consume it and that's what drives an economy and again that's the common ground but in this podcast I'd like to dig a little deeper maybe make some people a little bit uncomfortable um not in a bad way just bring up some stuff that isn't usually talked about and that some people aren't ready to talk about. A really interesting case study I wanted to start this topic off with um, is in Consumer Reports. It was in 2019 and it's labeled most plastic products contain potentially toxic chemicals. So essentially this case study focused on a lot of everyday products, plastic products I should say, that we do use. Um, But they took an acute focus on water bottles. Most of us have heard of things like BPA and, I don't know, maybe you might have heard of PVS. PVS is actually an an acronym for a toxic plastic chemical known as polypropylene. Um, This became a really big issue probably within the last 10 years. Um, BPA was being reported and a lot of negative side effects. And so, um, you know, companies like in the big three with Nestle, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo started to label their water bottles as BPA free, which is really great. Um, But there's still other plastic particles in these water bottles that are having effects on us, um, some that we don't know yet. Um, A study, the study performed by Martin Wagner, a PhD to back him up, it shared a really um, kind of disturbing statistic explaining that the researchers in the study found more than 1,000 chemicals in these plastics. Um, and 80% of them were actually unknown chemicals. So these chemicals are obviously used on a large scale to create things like plastic water bottles. Um, and when they were put through toxicity tests in like a lab setting, the they were looking for indicators 
like endocrine disruptors. And if you don't know what that is, it's something that mimics hormones. Um, they were looking for carcinogen, carcinogenic qualities, which are particles that are cancerous and can cause cancer. They're, they have a direct link and it's been known and recorded. Um, they were looking for fertility disruptors. And these have a really damaging effect on reproductive organs. And they've actually found that almost three quarters of the tested plastics displayed one of these forms of toxicity. So it makes me wonder, and I think it might make other people wonder too, because, you know, these, these products that we're consuming, if they're on a, a shelf in a store, we would think, you know, it's FDA approved or, you know, it's been approved by somebody like a top dog. So if they're letting this much slide, where does it, you know, where is the line drawn? Um, now, somebody might say that it's not their fault, it's not the EPA's fault or the FDA's fault that these, you know, plastics have particles in them because that's what, you know, that's how they create them and that's why they work. And that's true to an extent, but there's there's no warning. People don't know about it. If you ask someone, you know, you're walking by on the sidewalk, they're, not, they're probably not going to know about it. So just keep in mind that billions of people purchase and consume products and, and plastic water bottles like this without understanding what exactly they're putting in their water their, in their water in their body because it's convenient um just to equate it to something you know <laughs> the cigarette industry was doing really really great not too long ago and then we started to see the long-term side effects and there was finally a warning put on it you know to say hey you can still do this but just know this is a possible consequence now tell me why the plastic water bottle industry doesn't have something like that when it's one of the fastest growing multi-billion dollar industries. There's also other studies that I'm sure you've heard of with plastic particles leaching into the water. These, these, you know, these plastic toxins that we've spoken about already, if they get too hot in a car or if they're left outside or even on the delivery truck, they end up leaching chemicals into the water that you're drinking so if you ever taste something funny in your water <laughs> that might be it so that's just something to consider now we're going to go on to the next point now the second point i'd like to talk about is um the environmental side of of things because as we previously spoke about just now we talked about a case study that adversely and directly affects our health so now i'd like to focus on the environmental side of things um and I'm going to talk about aquifers. So an aquifer is actually an underground um, river, essentially. It's filled with groundwater. And, and sorry if you know, many of you know this, but for those who don't, it's an underground water source that collects water over thousands, millions, billions of years. And it's clean, unaffected water. Nowadays, um, they are diminished so quickly at rates that they can't replenish at. Um, they're also leached with many chemicals from things like agriculture and all of that. And so that's just a little background on aquifers. Um, one of the most profound ones in Texas is the Ogallala Aquifer. And that is something that we have here in Texas really, really um, overconsumed and exploited. And these water bottle companies... Um, through my research that I discovered, are actually going into little towns that have no water rights. So places where there's not really rights on water, so it's first come, first serve. And they're entering these towns and just 
hooking up a hose to these um, underground aquifer pumps and withdrawing the water, sending it straight to the water bottle manufacturers and just sending it out. And that's something that's a little bit concerning. You know, they, they say they clean it and everything, and that's really great. But what, how does that affect, you know, these, these people that live in these towns? Because these big companies like PepsiCo and Coca-Cola and Nestle, multi-million, billion-dollar companies that we've spoken about, um, and it's kind of concerning how quickly they are exploiting this aquifer to get their, their money, money's worth. And the recharge rate of these aquifers is just not enough to keep up with the supply and demand of our, our consumership. So as far as that goes, it's a little concerning for just our overall water needs in the future, you know, in the next 20, 10, 20, 30, 40 years. What's it going to look like, you know, if they can't recharge and we're using it for things like plastic water bottles and um, at such an alarming rate, what's it going to look like? The other thing I want to talk about, um, as I am a wildlife biology major in natural resource management, is actually... The trash that, you know, is supposed to go to a landfill, but it ends up in the ocean. And I know a lot of people are aware of this because of the whole movement with straws and sea turtles, and it's really terrible. Um, But it did get a lot of public media mainstream attention, and that's really great because that's what we need in order to combat it. Um, But not to focus on straws, to bring it back to water bottles, um, in the Pacific Ocean, there's actually a garbage patch that could honestly be the size of a continent, and it just floats around. It's uh, due to the currents, it all collects in this one location. And what people don't realize is what goes around comes around. Um, These fish that live in the ocean are consuming this plastic, which I'm sure most of us know. It's kind of like one plus one equals two. Um, They consume it. And what people fail to realize is when a fish consumes the plastic and something consumes the fish, where do you think that plastic is going? Now, the the plastic will be broken down into smaller and smaller molecules as it moves up the food chain, but it's still there. So you have these people going out and overfishing and bringing in these these fish and selling them to, you know, big-name producers. But what they fail to realize is that the water bottles and everything, all that's out there, breaks down and it takes a long time to break down but it does and it gets into our food again and affects our health and so what what goes around comes around and it really does do a full circle and as for the these big top three companies I almost just want to ask them you know they made a change and by putting the labels like recyclable and really trying to make a positive effort of change there but but it wasn't enough you know like we said it's just not cutting it it's not cutting it so with our technology we're in 2021 and plastic water bottles have been around since honestly the last 70 ish years so why with our innovations have we not come up with something that we can produce on a mass scale that can replace this plastic when we know what effects it's having on our health and on the environment, I just beg the question, do we not have a replacement? Or is there something that's just as cost efficient that isn't as detrimental? And 
I think when it comes to these these big companies, you know, it just really all comes down to making a profit. And I understand that. But at what cost? And at what cost are they willing to really reevaluate their, what they're doing? And I really urge you to look into this um, as a consumer, as a listener, someone who, you know, might drink out of plastic water bottles. You know, there's, we, and in our day and age, we try to do refillable water bottles, I know, at least for my, my age group. And we try to, you know, counteract it, but it's just everywhere you turn. So my question and, and message for these, these big three companies, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, Nestle, we get it's a fast, booming industry that you're making a lot of money off of. And that's great for you. Great for the economy. We love it. But we don't love the health effects and we don't love the environmental effects. So what can you do to change it so that our future is better than our past? Because if you don't learn from the past, there's no hope for the future.